So, if you want to listen to the full game, we do have it on replay. Probably not as many scheduled replays. You might ask the question, why would you replay at all in 18-3 loss? Well, that's not a bad question, but there was something pretty historic that took place in it. And, honestly, we're Bulls Unlimited, not Bulls only when they win do we replay games. There actually have been some games that we didn't even bother editing, but that's more on situations, just so you know, a little inside stuff here. For example, there was a weekend where we had five softball broadcasts and three baseball games, and, you know, five wins in there. We're not going to replay a run rule loss by the softball team to Florida, but, yeah, it was, well, it would have been a run rule loss last night if the run rule was in effect, 18-3. to However, the Bulls did keep them down after the first four innings. The problem was... It was 16-2 to after the first four innings. Orion Kirkring got the start, and unfortunately, well, the Gators got the better of him. They came in 11th in the country in home runs with 77, and they added a sixth spot last night. Even when the Bulls scored runs, none of them were on RBI hits. In fact, going back to the top of the first inning, you could not have asked for a much better start. Nick Pogue was the starter for the Gators. He had not even reached two innings, but for one of his starts, and that was three against Florida A&M. Well, he went four last night and got some early run support. Carmine Lane and Marcus Brodell both led off with singles. It was great to see Lane get a couple of hits because he had just come off an 0-for-12 weekend, as we talked about on yesterday's show. And then Nelson Rivera, a perfect sack bunt. Now, if you told Billy Mole, hey, the Gators are going to score 18, of course he's not dropping down a sacrifice bunt there, but they ended up manufacturing a run such that it was on a ground ball out over to first base by Sonny Rayo. But then the Judd Fabian show commenced in the bottom half of the frame. Dangerous, as I mentioned, Judd Fabian coming up now, the junior hitting 267, but with 16 homers and 39 RBI. It's a good mix of righties and lefties as well. Righty drills that one. It could be another home run. Forget could. It will be. Wow. That ball was absolutely hammered. Getting all of an inside fastball was Judd Fabian. Not, not have an eye-popping batting average, but he has got eye-popping power and ear-popping in that case. You know, he's not a big guy. He is a typical center fielder, a little bit less than 200 pounds, but he has big pop. Happens to be their fourth all-time home run hitting leader now, career with 51, thanks to last night. And he would put it on display. Now, really worth noting that in the last two weekends in the SEC, including the number one team in the country, which has an amazing pitching staff, an ERA of 2-2 as a team. The Tennessee Volunteers walked him six times, including three in one game. He actually did not get a hit against Tennessee. And then the following weekend against Kentucky at home, both these were at Florida, by the way, they got swept by Tennessee, including the finale where they blew a three-run lead in the ninth inning. So they're not exactly rolling along. They're 8-13 and 13 in the conference, and they have three conference series left. And they probably have to win two of those series in order to make the NCAA tournament. If you don't, you run the numbers. That's not going to be enough. But they sure look like an NCAA tournament team and a host last night. But back to Fabian. Yeah, he walked 11 times the last two weekends in SEC play and only had one hit. And Hatton had more than three RBI in a game all year. You know why? Because teams are too afraid to pitch to him. He's got 45 walks. But the Bulls, well... Not as much to lose in this game, frankly, so they pitched to him. And when he came up in the second inning, they kind of had to pitch to him because 
the bases were loaded. In fact, Max Cassetti, the kid from Venice, hit a homer early in the inning, and then a four-pitch walk to their number nine guy, not what Orion Kirkring was hoping for. A tough turn of events for Kirkring the next at bat. He got ahead of Wyatt Langford, a kid who hardly played last year and now is their leadoff guy and doing very well. 0-2 pitch outside where you'd want it, and Langford just stuck the bat out. And it's a single. Then Sterling Thompson, who entered as their batting average leader, he had the top of the order, did some damage. Single to load up the bases, so nowhere to put Judd. Two two-homer games, if you're wondering, both against, yep, in-state teams, FAMU and Bethune-Cookman had 20 homers last year. Three to one Gators, looking to add with the bases loaded here, and one out in the bottom of the second. Oh, and I think they just added, they might have added four. Grand slam, yikes. That kid's got some pop right there. 18 on the year, and that was a no-doubter. Yeah, we had some pretty good microphones thanks to the folks at University of Florida. Not a bad setup there at the Condor Ballpark, so you heard. Well, if you listen back to the broadcast, especially in the late innings, some fans that had had a nice, fun, long day and enjoying this. So Kirkring charged with seven runs. Bulls got one in the top of the third, but again, couldn't stockpile good at-bats. Good to see Carmine Lane again with his second hit. Advanced to second on a throwing error. If you listened to the broadcast last night, I wondered why they didn't give Daniel Cantu an infield single in the second, especially considering their prowess defensively. You figured the hometown scorebook would not have charged an error. Well, I think their head coach or their coaching staff agreed with me because I look up this morning and it's now a hit for Daniel Cantu and just two errors, not three for the Bulls. Anyway, an error helped Lane get into scoring position on the Nelson Rivera fly out sacrifice fly. But the Balls were flying out for the Gators. Langford, an RBI double. They add two in the third off of Tanner Mink. Joe Sanchez came on to help him out in the third. And in the bottom of the fourth, loaded up the bases on a walk, a hit batter, and a single. Fielder's choice looked like Jack Siebert was going to limit the damage. But on two pitches, really it should have stopped at 11-2, to two, as you'll hear. But on two pitches, it went from 11-16. to 16. And yes, Judd Fabian continued to do some damage. 2-1. Hits that one high and deep. Mayo gets a late start. Now he has to come in, and Cantu tries to play it, and it bounces in front of him. That'll be a bases-clearing single, and it's 14-2. That ball looked like it had much more to it, and I think Mayo got a similar read on it, started back, then had to sprint forward. It was his ball all along. Cantu realizing had to come flying in from right field to try and make the catch. You do not get many three-run singles, but that's just what we had. And it's 14-2. to two. At least the Bulls have a safety. Fabian makes a bid for another home run, and I think he's got it. He, if it's fair, has got it. Does. Lord have mercy. Three home runs. I mean, first pitch swinging, not messing all round. Eight RBIs. Judd is a stud. And the score is 16 to two. Yep, and I know this is hard to believe, but his defense might have been just as impressive, if not slightly more. That ball is drilled by Ray. It's gonna send Fabian running to his right, and unbelievable catch. Man, oh man, the Gators are doing it all. That should not have been caught, and it was. You gotta tip your hat. 
Fabian on a dead sprint. I mean, Rayo pummeled that ball into the gap, and Fabian face first dive, but it wasn't so much about the dive as it was about the sprint to get to it. Man, oh man, that was impressive. And we'll stop the highlights there. Actually, we'll throw in one moment, but if you do want to listen to the rest of the game, and fortunately the pace slowed somewhat, 18-3 was the final score. Bulls got some nice scoreless frames later on in the action. Joey Vellini and Caleb Punsack, who had to help himself big time to keep the Gators off the board in the seventh inning. This was something. Now Matt Cassetti is homered and hit into an RBI fielder's choice and right to Punsack for one out and he almost turned it into an amazing double play and you hear the Gator fans, that was incredible. A line shot that Punsack was headed onto his keister and stuck up his glove and made a memorable play. That highlight is worth seeking out. It happened again there in the seventh inning last night but not many of the conventional variety for the Bulls and well, they won't have any time to mope because it's the War and I 4 next starting on Friday. That'll do it for Bulls Beat. Thanks for listening. I'm Derek Sharp.